I will say this about Covent Garden. It may not be the smartest address in town, but at least you have fresh fruit and vegetables on your doorstep. Uh, yes, sometimes, literally. I had to step across six pounds of rotting King Edwards to get into the office yesterday. Really? You should have said something. I did. Morning, Miss Jones. Good morning, Bernie. And his reply involved a non-culinary recipe for how to get rid of them. I find that hard to believe. I've always found the porters here immensely polite. Of course you have. It's because you're a toff. Susan. And there's an invisible bond in this country between the upper classes and the horny-handed sons of toil. Everyone else gets squeezed out of the middle. You know perfectly well that I am not, as you put it, a toff. I think you're just going through one of your anti-English phases. Probably brought on by an overdose of parsnips. <laughs> I can't help feeling that in a Parisian market there'd be something more exciting on offer. Thanks to you, amongst others, freeing them from the yoke of German oppression. Now, come on. I think that's enough of our early morning constitutional. We should get to work. Oh, what's that in front of the door? Well, I'd say it's fauna, not flora, which makes a change. And easier to shift than old vegetables. Hello. Uh, wakey, wakey. Oh, oh Daunton Dervis, private detectives. As it says on the nameplate. Oh, thank goodness. I've been waiting. I need help. D to do what? Stand up? No, I can manage that perfectly well. It's my wallet. I've lost my... Actually, no. I do feel a bit queasy. No, 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 no. Not here. <laughs> Daunt and Dervish by Guy Meredith Starring Anna Massey as Josephine Daunt and Imelda Staunton as Susan Dervish With Bill Patterson as Mackie Charlie Simpson as Stephen Lane and Scott Handy as Jamie Urquhart-Wells Episode 3 A Question of Class I'm awfully sorry about that I'm afraid I've had a few drinks. Quite a few, actually. You astound me. All a bit of a blur, I have to admit. What time is it? 8.30. Mm. Have a cup of Erzat's coffee. See if that sobers you up. And let's get down to business, at any rate. You say your wallet is missing, Mr... Urquhart Weld. Jamie Urquhart Weld. Urquhart Wells. I know, it's a bit of a mouthful. You can call me Podger. Everyone else does. Urquhart Wells will be fine. So, Mr... All right, Podger. Uh, when did you last see the wallet? I'm not sure. But I know when I missed it. I was wandering through Covent Garden an hour or so ago, and I noticed the pubs were open. For the porters, of course. You wanted to carry on drinking? No, no, I knew I had to sober up. I thought some water or a lemonade or something. When I got to the bar, I realised my wallet had gone, and I really must have it back, you see. And where were you before Covent Garden? Well, I was... It's a bit hazy, but... Soho. Soho. Where exactly in Soho? I'm not absolutely... You won't tell anyone, will you? Because it might have been... A house of ill repute? Then I think we can take a fair guess where the wallet has gone. Morning, ladies. Oh, good morning, Bill. A bit of a mess downstairs. Oh, sorry, client. Uh, Bill Mackey, Jamie Urquhart-Wells. Uh, Mr. Urquhart-Wells? Uh, Podger, it's simpler. He's lost his wallet in a Soho brothel. I, you said you wouldn't tell anyone. Oh, I'm part of the furniture here, don't worry. How much cash was in the wallet? I don't know. I don't really care. 
It's not the money that's at stake, is he? There were personal effects. Keepsakes. What sort of thing? I'd rather not say. But my name's in the wallet. It won't be difficult to recognise. Podger, drink deep of your roasted acorn mix. I have to tell you, the likelihood of that wallet still being where you lost it is almost zero. <sighs> but couldn't you trace it? Once they've taken the cash, they'll throw the rest away, won't they? It's very important to me. You could at least try, couldn't you? Very well. Very well. We'll do what we can, Jamie. Oh, thanks. Thanks awfully. Uh, if, if you need any help... Retracing your wandering steps would be an assistance. You mean back into Soho? Now? If that's where you came from. Well, I'd like to, of course. But I have to get up to Oxford. I'm supposed to be cramming for greats, you see. Cramming for greats? Why, <laughs> yeah, that would take priority, naturally. But what I can tell you is the house was somewhere near Dean Street. Oh, and it had a red door. Just one question. Can you tell me why we're doing this? Going in search of a brothel with a red door. When we could be cramming for greats instead. <laughs> I knew his parents. You knew... The Urquhart Wells. We were acquainted. Well, why didn't you tell him that? It seemed indelicate. They were killed in a direct hit on their London flat in 1940. Oh, dear. They were friends of my husband's, really. I can remember a glorious summer weekend in the country, oh, sometime in the early 30s. George in his blazer and boater. Poor George, too. Seems like yesterday. The dead are with us as long as we remember them, Josephine. Thank you, Bill. But Podger didn't recognise you just now, did he? Well, he was only five at the time, and on subsequent visits he would have been away at boarding school. Well, all right, so, um, one way or another, he's had a rather traumatic life, and we can forgive him some youthful high spirits. But even so, there's no chance of finding the wallet, is there? Charing Cross Road. The red doors of Soho beyond. Uh, should I come along and give you a hand? Well, manage, Bill. You've got your own task, haven't you? Uh, well, yes, but... Uh... Uh, Bill, when it comes to choosing cars, neither of us knows a thing. We are in your hands. Fair enough. Leave it to me. No problem. 8 red doors, a couple of dozen streetwalkers woken from their righteous slumber, some of the choicest language you'd hear outside a gunnery deck, and apart from that, nothing. There's one over there, on the left. In that profession, I mean, you can hardly blame them for being angry at the world, but I'd prefer not to be on the receiving end. Now, let's see. Mimi, Fifi, Mademoiselle Bonton, and La Sivia. Yes, I'd say it was the right sort of house. Can we make it the last? Very well. Choose a doorbell. Oh, I don't know. Can I help you, ladies? <clears throat> oh. I know the face isn't a pretty sight. Nothing I can do about it, though. No, it's not that. Of course it is. What do you want? We're here on behalf of a client, who may also be a client of yours if you run this place. Unfortunately not. What's your client's name? Urquhart Wells. Susan. It's in the wallet he had stolen. We're charged with finding it. In that case, you better come in. Come on, don't worry, I won't bite. I'm the caretaker, as it happens. Arrive in the mornings when the girls are sleeping, do a bit of tidying up. Do you know which one your man visited? Well, to be honest, we're not sure he was here at all. His memory's fairly hazy. Dutch courage, eh? 
Wouldn't be the first. What does he look like? Young, slightly overweight, fresh-faced. Unlike me, then. There's blood here, on the stairs. Fresh blood. That's right. Not going to be easy to remove, is it? I wonder whether this is the room where your Mr. Urquhart Wells spent part of the night. What happened? Mimi, as she likes to call herself, suffered an accident at the hands of a customer. Put up a struggle, though, as you can see. Good God. How is she? Was she badly hurt? She was no oil painting when I last saw her. So, tell me, does this look like your client's work? No, of course not. He's not that sort. Besides, as my colleague said, we have no proof he was here. Josephine. He may have been anywhere in Soho. Josephine, I think you'd better look at this. What is it? It was under that overturned chair, a wallet, and there's a name hand-tooled inside. Oh, no. Believe me, sir, you've come to the right place. You clearly know your way around cars. <laughs> What's the bumper there, sir? What's it perfectly honest? I'm not exactly an expert. Ah, but you've no need to be, because you're standing right next to one. <laughs> now, it's a small business, you say? It's small, but uh, growing, we hope. <laughs> Uh, there can be a fair amount of travelling involved, and, and the ladies in charge felt that we should have an automobile. A visionary decision, if I may say so. And I was delegated. Man's work, choosing a car, without a doubt. They'd be fussing over the colour. <laughs> we can delve with the tech specs. <laughs> tech specs. Now, everything here is perfectly reconditioned. Take that as red. All garage through the war, you won't find a scratch on them. Yeah, something small and... Uh, and Economic. Exactly what I was going to suggest. Now, here I have an Austin 7, there I have a Morris 8. And the difference between them? Excellent question. Basically, your Austin 7 has a 750 engine capacity with an S4 side valve configuration. Your Morris 8, on the other hand, has a 900 plus engine with swept back radiator grille and built in headlamps for streamlining. In addition to your trusty old 29 brake horsepower side valve 4. So there's no choice, really, is there? No, no, of course. It's a Morris 8 every time. And uh, that would be just a shade more expensive, I imagine. Not for the discerning motorist. It's all about value for money. Are you looking to drive something away today? Uh, driving. Uh, to be perfectly honest, it's quite some considerable time since I've sat behind the wheel. I see. Well, I'll get it out onto the street for you, shall uh, we? Uh, no, perhaps. No, no, not just for the moment. Uh, I might just take a day or two to peruse the highway court first. Hello? Yes, hello. Uh, two halves of bitter, please. Two halves. Not exactly our usual sort of watering hole, but after that experience... Yes. Oh, it was one of the grisliest places I've ever been. And the caretaker's face, as if it was frozen all down one side. A war wound, I'd say, followed by some fairly drastic surgery. And his behaviour was so odd. Almost as if he'd been expecting us. A word of advice, ladies. If you're not on the game, which I'm assuming you're not, it might be better to sit down, discreet-like. It's that sort of pub, see? I beg your pardon. Well, we probably should have ventured further afield before stopping for a drink. The nerve of the man, assuming. Still, it seems obvious when you look around, doesn't it? Something of a pick-up joint. You were saying about the caretaker. Just that the same thinking applies equally to Jamie. If he was responsible for the attack, he wouldn't have sent us along to the brothel. Unless he didn't know what he'd done. Mm. He said himself he had no recollection of large chunks of the evening. Even so, to beat up a prostitute. Stranger things have happened. 
Either way, he's going to be a prime suspect if this ever gets to the police, isn't he? That's true. Under the circumstances, I think we should take a look in his wallet. Well, the cash is still there, quite a lot of it. And who's this? Mm, pretty girl. To Jamie with all my love. Mm, someone else apart from you who doesn't call him Podger. And she seems to be wearing a ring. His fiance, by the look of things. Mm, perhaps this is the keepsake he was referring to. Naughty boy. Let's see what else. Membership of the Oxford Arts Club, the Mandrake Group, the Debating Society. He seems to lead a convivial social life at university. Yeah. It's obviously not all cramming for greats. What, what's that card there? Tucked away at the back. Oh, yes. How curious. No words at all. Just the outline of a hand. A severed hand, I would have said. Mm. Rather gruesome. What do you think it means? I have to ask him. But first, I think we should track down Mimi. If anyone can tell us the truth, she can. A tour of the local hospitals? Makes a change from brothels, doesn't it? <laughs> Hmm. Dislocated jaw, extensive bruising, some lesions to the face and arms. Did she say anything at all when she was brought in? Nothing comprehensible. We put her straight under sedation. What's your interest? In finding out who did it. That would make a change. You mean the police don't care? Well, it's not exactly that. Crimes like this are rarely reported. No. No. How long will you keep her? Oh, she'll decide that. I'd like her here for a week, but she'll probably be back working tomorrow. Mimi? Mimi, can you hear me? Uh, excuse me, I can't authorise you to speak to the patient. I realise that, Doctor. But if I don't, the trail will go cold. And I have the impression this sort of attack sickens you as much as it does us. All right, then. But be brief. Thank you. Mimi? Mimi? Stop. Please. No, Mimi, I, I, I don't mean you any harm. I just want to find out who did this to you. Pa. Pa. Did you know the man? Do you have a name? Pa. Pa. And she distinctly said Podger. No doubt about it, I'm afraid. So he told her his name and then beat her up. I don't think it's as simple as that. It's quite possible he's not aware of what he's done, and much less why he did it. Well, his fiancée's going to be a happy woman, isn't she, when this comes out? I foresee a broken engagement, at the very least. If it comes out, not when. We have to remember that Jamie is our client. We can't simply betray that relationship. But the evidence is stacking up. When it was only the wallet, the caretaker chap could have planted it somehow. If he'd removed it from friend Podger in the first place. Right. But the name as well. Theoretically, we should hand everything over to the police. Theoretically, yes. But... Josephine, I, I realise you feel a certain responsibility for Podger. But we could lose our licence over this. Mm -hmm. Bill, let me ask you a question. You've been in this business longer than either of us. Did you ever hand a client over to the police? On more than one occasion. Two, I think. And I'll bet you were damn sure they were guilty and warned them first of your intended course of action. Naturally. And the very least we can do is to speak to Jamie again. We'll visit him in Oxford in the morning. Oh, will the car be ready? Oh, uh, perhaps not. Uh, they're still giving it the once-over at the garage. Oh. Uh, the day after, possibly. 
I shall look forward to that, Bill. No smoking, not even Abdullah. Sorry? The advert on the far window. Oh. Have you ever? Oh, yes. But I gave up in 43. I had the perverse feeling that if I was captured in France and lined up against a wall, I'd want the strength of will to refuse a last cigarette. Did they really offer last requests? I've no idea. No one came back to tell the tale. What about you? I never started. George smoked cigars. Most diplomats seem to. All that careful negotiating done after official dinners. Did you get dreadfully bored? The travelling was exciting, but socialising endlessly with other wives became a burden. Mm. Unless you were particularly taken with canasta. And is that where you met Podger's parents in the service? No, no. He was an industrialist. He and George were at Oxford together, as it happens. Those sort of friendships tend to last. She was from a terribly good family. They were worth quite a bit of money between them. Which will soon become Podgers, I imagine. Yes, kept in trust until he comes of age, which can't be far away. They used to have the most glorious estate in Buckinghamshire, unless it's been sold off. That's where we used to meet them, for shooting weekends. Ah, the golden thirties. Hmm, disappeared forever. Hmm. Still, if I'm not mistaken, I can spot dreaming spires on the horizon. Next stop, Jamie's rooms. Mm. And one last chance to recover his memory. I couldn't have done it. Could I? I'm not capable of that. How badly was she beaten? Badly enough to put her in hospital. But I've never hurt anyone in my life. Have you ever visited a prostitute before in your life? No. And you still can't remember anything of the encounter? No. But she had fair hair, I think. Oh, rather like your fiancée. Vanessa, how do you know about her? We found your wallet. Against all the odds. Here. Oh, thank goodness. How long have you been engaged, Jamie? Two years. We met at a hunt ball. She's a wonderful girl. Then why were you visiting a brothel? That's not easy to explain. Try, Jamie. Your liberty may depend on it. And while you're at it, maybe you could tell us how you came to be so pie-eyed all by yourself. Well, all right. Actually, I wasn't on my own. I was with a few chums. Oxford chums? Yes, from the college. We were celebrating my 21st. It was a week ago. Congratulations. Mm. Thanks. You can imagine we put quite a lot away, and somehow in the course of the evening I became separated from them. This would be before you went to Mimi's place. Yes, but as I say, it all gets very fuzzy around that time. Well, let's put it this way. Fueled by alcohol, you decided there was a difference between having a wonderful fiancé and having your every need fulfilled. I suppose. Something like that. Yes. Podger, about next weekend. Huh. Who the hell are you two? Guests, Sebastian. Guests. And why didn't you meet at the Randolph instead of having them in your room? I'll come back. Sorry about that. Is he one of the friends with you in London? What? No. Well, could you make us a list, at least? But they're not important, are they? It's me. It's whether I beat the girl or not. I have no memory of it, I swear to you. But if I did, would you tell the police? We'd have no option, Jamie. Oh, God. Just one last point. Is everything in the wallet? In the wallet? Um, it seems to be, yes. Then what's that curious card? The one with the hand on it. Oh, that's nothing. Strange, because when you went through the wallet just now, it was one of the first things you checked, along with your fiancé's photograph. No, I didn't. But I 
I should pay you, shouldn't I? Uh, how much do I owe? Let's wait until the case is over, shall we? Glorious day. Reminds me of my time at the other place. The other place? Oh, Cambridge, yes. Tourists seem to be returning as well. I've forgotten where you studied. Fairview Teacher Training College Shoreditch, very similar. Fewer tourists. You still believe there's room for doubt? Don't you? Well, he's hiding something, that's for certain. Possibly to do with the aristocratic but uncouth individual who burst into the room. Possibly. Another point that struck me, there was no blood on his jacket when he first came to see us, was there? And yet, if he'd beaten up Mimi... That assumes he had his clothes on at the time. This temporary amnesia. I'm prepared to accept that. If he really was ashamed of visiting a prostitute, he could have blanked out the whole experience. And done anything at all in the time he was in there. We need that list of friends. They could at least tell us what state he was in when they saw him last. Uh, excuse me, can you help me? Is this college Christchurch or Brazenose? Oh, Christnose? Uh, Josephine? Good you... Lord. What? What is it? Heading down Corn Market over there. Look, it's the caretaker from the brothel. Look, with an armful of books. What on earth is he stopping? Oh, come on, before he gets away. Uh, she says it's Christnose, dear. Really, dear? Hmm. I must take a photograph. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Can you see him? No, it's such a warren of streets here. Whereabouts are we? Logic Lane, heading down to the river, I think. It was him, though, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure, even at that distance, it's not a face to forget. We knew there was something fishy about him. But what on earth is the caretaker for a Soho brothel doing in Oxford? If he really is the caretaker, we've only got his word for it, haven't we? So we won't even be able to find him back in London. I've lost him for good. We don't even have a name. It's Stephen Lane. Where did you come I don't very much like being pursued. It brings back unpleasant memories. But I'm happy to talk to you. Why don't we go for a drink? I was amongst the troops chased back to Dunkirk. Lost a lot of friends there. I joined the army straight from school. No other jobs on offer. So I was a corporal by the time everything started. Went over in the first wave. And is that where you were wounded, Dunkirk? No, that came later. Anzio in 44. And now you're studying here in Oxford? On the serviceman's intake, making up for what I missed. It's a bit of a struggle when you're nearly 30, but worth it. So you're not the caretaker in a Soho brothel? No, uh, sorry. I slightly misled you there. You'll forgive us for being suspicious. But we last met you inside a building where a woman had been badly beaten. You passed yourself off as somebody you weren't. And now you turn up a couple of hundred yards from Jamie Urquhart Wells's rooms. Which is no coincidence. We're in the same college. Are you one of his friends? Me? No, no, no not by any means. Then? Yes, you, you deserve an explanation. Fair enough. I'd followed him. Followed them all, in fact. Followed them? Why? Do the words Severed Hand Club mean anything to you? Severed Hand Club? Not exactly. Hardly surprising, since it's supposed to be a secret society. Although they're so pleased with themselves in their public school way that things leak out. And Jamie's a member of this club? He and his friends, yes. And what's the point of it? What's the object? Like all clubs, primarily to be exclusive. But underneath there's a rather less pleasant side. 
It seems they challenge each other to a series of dares. Each member has to complete the dare, or else there's presumably some sort of forfeit to be paid. A, a dare such as beating up a prostitute. For instance, it fits in with the general pattern. And how do you know so much about all this, Lieutenant Lane? As I said, we're in the same college. I overheard a couple of them discussing it at the back of a lecture hall and delved from there. You've identified all the members. I think so, yes. And the dares that have been undertaken. But not all. Some were completed before I took an interest. But yes, I, I have a list. Lieutenant Lane, this is a lot to swallow at once. You discovered the nature of this group. You investigated them, without their knowing, I presume. I certainly hope so. And then you follow them to London on the assumption that another initiation rite is about to take place. It always does on every outing. So how did you get inside the brothel? With some difficulty. Once Urquhart Wells split off from the main group, I assumed it was him who was being tested. When he emerged from the brothel, I had no way of knowing what had happened. It was only when the ambulance came that I went in. So you didn't call the ambulance? No. One of the girls must have done. Then, as they took Mimi out, I slipped in. You could have told us this at the time. Really? You think so? In the first place, I had no idea who you were. And then when you said Urquhart Wells was your client, it seemed like a good opportunity to find out a little more. Had you discovered the wallet before we got there? No. I hadn't been inside long enough. The ambulance departed just before you arrived. Oh, that's true, yes. I remember hearing the bell. But there's still one question to answer, Lieutenant. Why? Why would you go to all this trouble? Now, why should they get away with these pranks? Because they're not just pranks, are they? People are hurt, seriously hurt. Do you have a dossier of some sort? I do. And do you know what? It's yours. I'll turn it over to you. Forced entry to a pawnbroker's, Abingdon, 3rd of March. Forced entry to a... Oh, you heard that, right. Ring a bell? About a hundred pounds worth of damage, nothing stolen. Right. Uh, do we have anything else in that patch? Uh, yes, yeah, the, uh, the last on the list. Tramp thrown into the river in Tame, 24th of March. You got that? Yes? Survived hypothermia, but no further investigation. Okay, thanks, Ron. Uh, call me when you want a favour. Right. Why not? Right. We've gone through Lane's entire catalogue of the club's dares. Mm, thanks to your contacts, we've corroborated seven out of ten of the incidents. I think we can assume that the other three also took place. So, Lane definitely isn't making this whole business up. No one said that he was. We had to check, that's all. And when you look more closely, there is a pattern, isn't there? The crimes start off relatively innocuous and become increasingly vicious as they go along. Arriving finally at Mimi. As for the list of club members... <laughs> well, there's a certain who's-who element. Lord Sebastian Mallows. He must have been the young man you met. And Podger's certainly top-bracket enough to fit in. Yes, but he hasn't the cruelty. Mallows, I could believe, even after that short acquaintance. Oh, he'd be capable of doing any of these things, up to and including Mimi. But James... Josephine, I think we have to accept that there's a public school culture to which cruelty is absolutely central. <laughs> but we don't know that Jamie meant to go through with his task. Under psychological stress, he might have snapped. It would come to the same thing in the eyes of the law. All right. Here's a compromise solution. I think we're all agreed that Jamie's no thug and that a rosy future awaits him once he's graduated and got married. Mm -hmm. Yes? Mm -hmm. So, how far are we prepared to bend our own consciences? How do you mean? 
Mimi could put him in jail if she's prepared to talk. It's a question of ascertaining whether she will or not. And how do we do that? We speak to her. Now there's an optimistic proposition. Even assuming her jaws back in place, how much change did we get out of the prostitutes when we were going around looking for Jamie's wallet? Because we were the wrong sort of women. That's why they'll talk, but they'll only talk to their own. What do you mean exactly? I think it's time for a little dressing up, or dressing down. Come on, you must be awake by now. What the hell do you want? To speak to Mimi. You are. <clears throat> to speak to Mimi. Can I come in? No, go away. But I've, I've got some money for a punter. Give it me. Money? Yeah. Wait right there. Get it right, Susan. <clears throat> speak to Mimi. Speak to Mimi. <clears throat> Who are you? Dominique. And you? I'm Mimi. Where's the money? God, what happened to you? Your arms, face, and that's with makeup. The money. How much is it? Well, there was this punter. See, I was with him last night, and afterwards he ends up pouring his heart out. You know how they do sometimes. That's when I chuck him out. Yeah, I would have done, but uh, he told me how he'd gone berserk the day before, and he wanted to make up for it, but he didn't dare go back. Him? Well, that was the right decision. I'd have done for him, so help me. But he left me twenty quid, see, and asked me to give it to you. Twenty quid? I don't believe you. You're having a laugh. No one would give that away. That's where you're wrong. Look, saints in heaven. There's a condition, though. All the conditions you like, love. Tell me about them over a gin. I'm worried about her, Bill, going off on her own like that. As she said, it was a one-woman job, and she was undercover for three years in France. Undercover. But not under the covers. <laughs> I'm sure it won't come to that. But I'll check up on her. Don't worry. As soon as we've decided what to do about the remaining members of the club, we can hope they disband of their own accord. But somehow I feel that's unlikely. University friends tend to stick together in later life. To do what? I wonder. I don't know, Bill. Perhaps if they were from a different slice of society, I'd understand them better.、Mm. Susan says I have a special affinity with the working class. Perhaps he's right. We get on well together, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. I was wondering, you know. What?、Um, whether we might have dinner together sometime. Dinner. Or not? I mean, foolish of me to ask. But no, no, not at all. Well, look at. Better answer that. It might be Susan. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Daunton Dervish. Is that Miss Daunt? Speaking. Jamie. Yes, please. Could we meet? What's the matter? I I need to speak to you. That's all. Oh, Jamie, I know about the Severed Hand Club. Is it to do with that? Yes,、uh, partly. I need help. I know you do, Jamie. But it's not too late. You've got mixed up in the wrong set. That's all. I'll come up to Oxford. No, no, I'm not there. I'm at home, Apsley Grange. It's it's near Buckingham. It's near. Yeah, yeah, yes, I know where it is. Stay calm, Jamie. I'll be down on the next train. Podger. He wants to see me. Sounds like he's ready to confess all. I'll come with you. No, it sounds like another job that's done better one to one. 
But listen, about the dinner. Yes. I'd be delighted. Why don't you pick up the car? That way you can drive me back, and we can decide where to go. The car. Right. Nothing like a gin to set you up in the morning, is there? No. Brand is that? Brand? <laughs> You're a bit more hoity-toity than you look, ain't you? They make it out the back in a tin bath. Twenty pounds. But like I said, there was a condition. He didn't want you talking about him. Never. Not to no one. Twenty pounds buys a lot of silence, love. Forgive and forget. That's my motto. Another drink? N not for me. I don't think there was really any bad in him, you know. No bad? It's easy for you to say that. Still, I pity you if you've had him in your bed. How do you mean? Didn't you? No. With a face like that, I wouldn't go near him. Oi! Over here! Come on, a girl wants serving! Wait a minute, a face like what? We're talking about the man who beat you up. What's happened to your voice? I mean, the man what beat you up? Youngish? A little bit chubby? Him? No. He was in earlier that night. He was sweet. Too shy to touch and then passed out completely. It was the one who walled him out who did this. Really? Really? <laughs> you ain't no working girl. <laughs> Victim of circumstance. Hard times. Yeah? Well, there's good times on the way. Punter at that table's been eyeing you up. Hold on. He's coming over. Hello there, girls. <laughs> What's your name? Dominique, and Ooh. she's all yours. <laughs> I don't need to work for the rest of the week. Come on, then, Dominique. Gonna show me a good time, are you? Good time? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll show you. <laughs> Have you ever seen the bar counter close up? <laughs> Steady now, Maggie. Clutch. Oh, not quite. Try again. Ah, there. Getting the hang of it. Slowly but surely. Now, where might she be? Oi! You were told before what sort of pub this is. You want to apply your trade, you can do it. Peacefully. I am warning you. Take your hands off me or you'll regret it. Oh, is that so? What? I-I want it! Sorry, haven't quite got the hang of the brakes yet. Bill, what are you doing here? Looking for you, to check how you were. Oh, nice timing. Mind if I hop in? Apsley Grange, she said. Is there a road map? No idea. Try the, the glove compartment. Oh. And, and you're sure it was Stephen Lane administered the beating? According to Mimi, and she should know. But why did she say Podger did it? Well, because Lane had told her that was his name, presumably. Oh, yes, here we are. And he lifted Podger's wallet from him before dropping it onto the floor. But what was Lane up to? Is it all part of his revenge on the Severed Hand Club? Oh, I'm not sure at the moment. But no one's telling us the whole truth, that's for certain. There. Apsley Grange. We need the A413. Fine. You navigate. I'll steer. You know, I think I'm getting admiring glances from other motorists. That's because it looks like you've picked up a piece of cheap totty. Nonsense. 
They're beginning to get the hang of this driving. More or less. Jamie? Jamie? Oh, this brings it all back. Oh, George, would you mind if I went out with Bill Mackey? You wouldn't, would you? Miss Dawn. Jamie! Jamie, what's happened to you? Your hand! He cut me. I bandaged it, but... But you're soaked in blood. We must get you to a hospital. Who cut you? Where is he? Right here, Miss Dawn. Lieutenant Lane. I love this stairwell. Podger tells me it's Robert Adam. That's the thing about wealth. It attracts so many names. Robert Adam staircases... Purdy shotguns. What have you done to him, Lane? Oh, that. That's just a warning. No real damage. Didn't even go through a tendon. Got him on the blower to you, though, eh? So sorry, Miss Dawn. Of course, the punishment for betrayal is to go all the way. Hence the name of the club. We're calling that a first instalment. I think I'm going to faint. Passing out is your speciality, so do go ahead. What are you up to? Do you hate him that much for being rich? On the contrary. I love him for being rich, him and all the others. You'll meet them shortly, by the way, and we make such a lovely, tight-knit group. A company of equals, apart from me, of course. You formed the club. You set them their tasks. Indeed I did, but their willing members feel cheated by missing the war with all the opportunities for mayhem it contained and ready to look up to a veteran. What do you want from them? I want their money. And their power, of course, or at least a slice of it. To which, as the keeper of their guilty secrets, I will be perfectly entitled. I told you before, the ruling class in this country never changes. But you can put them under harness. But they haven't done anything so bad that you could blackmail them for it. Not yet, Miss Daunt. Not yet. Move towards the door, please. But, but he needs help. Possibly, but not quite as much help as you do. Now, open the door slowly and go outside. Remember, I'm a crack shot with a rifle. I could hardly miss with this. There she is. Come on, set her loose. Oh, dear. I fear they've been drinking. I hope they haven't made a mess of the grounds as well as the cellar. What do you intend to do? I intend to give you pride of place in our victim list, Miss Daunt. You are the jewel in the crown of my plans. Your death will be the true secret in our secret society. Let's get started! However, I also intend to give you a sporting chance. Just enough to cement the team spirit. I'm going to turn you loose. As you know, it's a fairly large estate, which means there'll be plenty of space to bury you afterwards. Now, off you go. I'll give you five minutes. Uh, left here. Here! Okay, okay, I've got it. Why didn't you say you couldn't drive? Because I didn't know whether I could or not. The fact that I haven't driven means nothing. There are some things you don't know you can do until you've tried them. Yes, but I'm not sure that motoring is one. Well, uh, we're not far off now. You know what strikes me? Keep keep your eyes on the road. What? Lane must have known we'd figure all this out. He must have known we'd come after them. Why would he do that? I'm not sure. Uh, look out, there's roadworks. Break, just break, break. break. I'm trying, there's no response from it. Oh, Susan. 
Are you all right? I think so. You? Yes, yes. Oh, no. Oh, oh my ankle. Broken? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think I can put any weight on it. I'll, I'll go and get help. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. You better find Josephine. Right. Ah, oh, Bango's dinner. Bearings. Must get my bearings. Come on, Josephine, think. You've been here before. Where's the nearest perimeter? Yes, over there behind the house. If I can keep to the woods. Miss Dort? I thought you passed out. Uh, not quite. I just couldn't live with what I'd done. Luring you here. I brought this. It's the other purdy from the set. Oh, that's something. I'll use it if I have to. I'll make up for everything. Thanks, Jamie. But don't wave it around. I'm assuming it's loaded. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Oh, no. Now, what have we here? A fine brace of pheasants. Thought we were half a mile away, did you? Well, a few of them are a little slow. Probably the drink. We've got a gun, Lane. But no cartridges. Mallers! Mallers, where are you? He'll be along with the others shortly. You won't have long to wait. You really think they'd shoot us in cold blood? Possibly not, but it makes no difference. They'll have played their part, even if I finish you off. I only need their complicity. Is that you, Manas? No, Lieutenant Lane, it isn't. Susan! Well, well, the other harpy. I hoped you might turn up dressed to kill, too. Except, unfortunately, that isn't your role. Two barrels, three victims. That doesn't add up. Don't they teach you maths at the university? Wrong equation. The more deaths means the tighter my hold on the group. After all, it's not as if you're armed, is it? Oh, that's a debatable point. I found this lying around in the long grass. A magnum of Bollinger, the swine! <laughs> and what are you going to do with that? Celebrate? <laughs> no, Lieutenant Lane. Shoot! Ah! Oh, my eye! His gun! Ow. Quick! It's all right! I've got it! Now, call off the others, Lane. Call them off! If you don't want a rather more significant injury. She's absolutely deadly with a champagne cork at ten paces. My weapon of preference. I wish I'd been there to witness it. Oh, you feel so useless when something like this happens. Not as useless as the mechanics of that car. Perfectly reconditioned, my foot. I've got the down payment back and ripped up the HP agreement. Well, it's the end of the severed hand club, that's for sure. Mm. And as for Lieutenant Lane... Oh, a tragic case, really.